Exit 52 podcast instant analysis after a Jacksonville Jaguar 28 to 27 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Another fourth quarter collapse from our team. Um, Not able to uh, close the game out. Jacksonville comes down the field, scores with 14 seconds to go, gets a two-point conversion to go up 28-27, and Justin Tucker's 67-yard attempt at a game-winning field goal comes up short here with Banks and RDT. Um, I mean, look, the Ravens continue to be one of the weirder 7-4 and four teams that feels like they could have more wins, but maybe this is just who they are, a team that can beat anybody, a team that can clearly lose to anybody and a team that can make, even with all of these guys back, um, opposing quarterbacks look very good as they allowed Trevor Lawrence to throw 29 times for 321 yards and three touchdowns. Um, very frustrating. Thanks. Um, I think you're underselling just how frustrating this was. You kind of just laid out a bunch of facts there, but you didn't really lay out the feelings. This is the type of game you need a shower after. Like I'm disgusted. I'm having, it was one of the worser games I can remember. And this is what I was talking about this week. When I was talking about the Jaguars or just our boogeyman, we just play the most frustrating and stupid games in Jacksonville or in London and even in Baltimore against this team. Um, I mean, some of the same issues that we just had against Carolina, that Carolina win looks like one where, okay, we're kind of asleep at the wheel a little bit, but we got it together. Let's, you know, hit the film this week and figure it out. You know, a little bit of a wake-up call type of game, but good thing we got away with a win. They came out and played, like, the same exact game for for 50 minutes where the red zone, they just completely shut down. They had penalties. They had um, dumb mistakes, just dumb plays, like, just the same nonsense. The delay of game stuff is out of control. And... There's blame to go around in a lot of directions. I see Greg Roman getting most of it. Lamar should probably get more of it relative to what he's getting because he is missing some easy throws there. And I feel like I need to remind people that um, the headset goes off at 15 seconds on the play clock. Like Greg Roman literally cannot get a play down inside of that time. So when Lamar breaks the huddle outside of that, I mean, it's possible that, that Greg just never gets a play to him, but um, and we can't really say, but it seems like there's just not a lot of hustle or a lot, not a lot of like gusto in the huddle itself. I don't know what's up with that. And I think Harbaugh had some comments to Amanda Renner at halftime or something to that regard about how that just wasn't going to be an issue moving forward. I don't know, but we spent, I listened or I watched this game without the sound and it seemed like the second half, they were constantly showing Greg Roman in the booth on any given big play, any given red zone play, like just showing what he was doing. And he's definitely chatting. And I'm sure there's tons of communication that happens throughout the entire lead up to that 15 second cutoff, but it looks like he's giving plays out with 30 seconds left on the play clock. Why that doesn't, you know, translate to us snapping the ball in a more, you know, timely manner. I don't know. I don't know, but I have to think that Lamar plays a big part of it. Um, Lamar also missing wide open throws. I mean, he, him sailing to Marcus Robinson on that first drive of the game and second play of the game. I mean, we are out of the gates sprinting if he gets that ball to him and we're in the end zone. I mean, it was Andrews for 25. Like it seems like we ever, we do on the first play of every game and then Robinson touchdown and we're off to the races and 
the Jaguars would have been chasing their tail the entire game. Like the total direction of the game changes if we could just get one of those first touchdowns in. Um, but that's not how it went. So we just played with our food for 55 minutes. And then next thing you know, they score a touchdown when we're playing what looked like cover two. I'm sure it was something to that effect. We just let them cut the ball, you know, lead to two. And then Gus Edwards fumbles, which he's not known to do, but he does it at the worst time possible. And next thing you know, we're on our heels again, like up against the wall. So um, it's just, I'm frustrated about so many things. And a lot of them have to do with the, like the last 15 seconds of the game, but it shouldn't matter. We all know it. Everybody watching that game knows it. Like they have no business competing with us. We should have won that game by two scores. The yards, the first downs, the time of possession, all those types of things. We outplayed the Jaguars today, and we just didn't execute in the red zone. We didn't do the little things, and we're not doing those little things on a consistent basis right now. So I don't know how anybody would expect us to do anything but exactly what we're seeing moving forward. Like I try to be optimistic every week and be like, ah, we're going to put the pieces together. Oh, we get this guy back, this guy back. I'm trying every week to try to have some positive outlook and think that they're going to turn it around, and they just never do every week. It's the same shit. So I don't know what the solution is. They just they just have to execute. They just have to do better. We talked about, and you, again, you said at the top, just weird games versus the Jaguars. They're just a weird team. Um, and they, I mean, and you 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 capped it off too. Just kind of a sluggish start. Which again, it's like, oh shit, here we go again. Like it's going to be that that Carolina game all over again. And and. I mean, I don't know if you want to credit that to the to the weird weather delay and, you know, got pushed back. And I know people were bitching about that, but I mean, there's nothing you can do. Just a weird game. Um, And t- Taylor and I were talking before, like the drive that Trevor Lawrence had going down was a man drive. And and there, I mean, he was putting balls exactly where they needed to be. Like, I, I, I didn't. He just made plays and, and the Ravens just didn't. And and we 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 were talking too before you got on to just like. It seems like Lamar is kind of missing that game-breaking play. And yeah, he had the big, the, the beautiful, the long bomb to Deshaun Jackson, but he does, it doesn't seem like he has it with his legs this year. And I, I don't know what it is. Um, could be the offensive line. Again, I mean, he didn't have, you know, Ronnie Stanley was not out there. I don't know, but it's it was it was a weird, it was a definitely a weird game, like we talked about. Um, just weird shit happens down there looking at the stats, it's like a typical Ravens game. I mean, they, they outgained them. They did have more turnovers, but I mean, the rushing yards were there time of possession, you know, they, 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 I think they were four for 13. The Jaguars were on third down. They were two for three on fourth down, but this just seemed like a game that the Ravens would, would, I thought would, would pull it out in the end. And they almost did, but I, I, I don't know. There's something going on. Like, like we've talked about the last couple of weeks, the offense just does not look good. Um, the defense, this is the first time in a, in a couple weeks in what, since five or six, seven weeks, maybe that the defense hasn't particularly looked good. Um, so I, I don't know. It's just a weird, a weird game, a fluky game, but it's there. There's definitely problems. And, and it's kind of, it, it, it's not late, but it's, we can't, I know there's people being like, Oh, it's just one game. And it's like, no, this is, this is kind of a pattern now. Like this is, this is definitely a pattern. People are worried. Like you should be worried. I think about this team, especially with the, the Bengals win win one today. So they're seven and four. They're tied with the Ravens. The Ravens have the tiebreaker, but I, I think a lot of people looking at the schedule being like, Oh, you know, they don't play a team with a winning record until the, the last game of the year. I think you can throw that out because 
like you said, like this team can beat anyone. They can lose anyone too. Like it doesn't matter. Three and seven Jacksonville doesn't matter. Like they, they can go in and lose. They could, they could lose or they could smoke them. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird, it was a weird game. It, it, and obviously didn't go the Ravens way. I, I said it earlier. I, I think Marcus Peters, I think I said it last week on the podcast, two weeks ago. I think he's not, I don't think he's playing well at all. And again, the injury, his age, stuff like that, but he's not, he's not the same guy that he was before. And you can't expect that after a major injury like he had last year. But I think, I think he looked disinterested kind of like he just kind of turns his back on plays. It's like, eh, almost like gives up. Like when the ball's in the air, it's like, Oh, whatever. Like it's, it's, it's weird. But, and Taylor, you said it too. Like you can't, you can't get, get worked by Zay Jones. If you're Marcus Peters, you can't, you you just can't. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be an inter- inter- interesting week. Cause again, they, I mean, they've got, they've got shit to fix and they got to fix it quick. They, 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 you can't, they, they can't keep rolling like this. Cause it's, I mean, it, it can, it, we saw it last year, how, how quickly something can turn, you know, from, Oh, we're, we're okay. We can, we can just tread some water to like, Oh no, now it, now it's going to get bad. And I know it sounds like Lamar had some comments in the post game where he's kind of not sassy, but it's kind of like, I, someone asked him like, you remember the last time you played here? And he said, yeah, in college I lost. And the guy said something like, does that bring back any memories? And I couldn't really hear him. And he said, I think he said, yeah, like it, it fucking sucks or something like that. And they're like, Oh, this again, that's, that's you know, dumb fucking question. Well, it's an awful, 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 awful question. Yeah. You can't, he I, should be clown. That guy should yeah. be clown for saying Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it's the same. It's probably the same guy that asked Lamar. Like I heard you're not working out or whatever. Um, but you know, I mean, again, they got the Broncos coming in next week and we've said this a ton of times. You hope that's a get right game. You hope, but we we hope this would be a you know we thought this would get a be a get right game we thought the giants would be a get right game stuff like that so thought the panthers would be a get right game the yeah. to me the and banks sort of touched on it you could like obsess over the last minute or whatever minute and a half the catch blah blah, blah. to me the first three ravens offensive drives are where this game goes out of whack and you you talked about Brian the the miss on Marcus Robinson and i think that's a big play, but they end up getting the ball, you know, first and goal at the 10, kick a field goal. The Jaguars then get a first down and then get stopped on fourth down, essentially at midfield. The Ravens have a, sh- a short field. They go down. They get to what? I have it in front of me. They get to the 11. They kick a field goal. And then they force the the um, Jacksonville to punt. They go for it on fourth down on a weird play. Don't get it. Like a where. Like, as you said, poor execution on a fourth and one. Don't get it. Um, And and Jacksonville gets the ball back and scores a touchdown, and it's 7-6. And it's 7-6, and you're like, how the hell is it 7-6 Jaguars? The Ravens should be up 10 to nothing at the worst. With the offense and with the guy that they have at quarterback, they should have not. They should not have this many issues punching it in in the red zone. With the amount of things they should be able to do with that guy's legs, with Gus Edwards' back, with Mark Andrews' back, it's not like they don't have like weapons down there that should be able to execute in that part of the field. And for them to be down seven six at that point of the game is a total failure. I mean, that to me is where the game is lost. Like that allows the Jaguars to stay in the game. That allows them to kind of work their way into like some belief that, you know, as the underdog, they can win this game. Trevor Lawrence starts to find it in the second quarter and then into the second half. And you put yourself in the position where you had to, Lamar had to execute a game winning drive to even game, quote unquote, game winning drive, go ahead, drive, I guess in this case, he didn't win the game to put their defense in a position to make a stop to win the game. But the, the offense failed 
failed in the first half. I mean, that is where the Ravens defense had two just statement of intent series on the first two drives. Like, we're going to just stuff you on fourth down. Like, you, here's no confidence. And then we're going to force a, just a pathetic three and out punt. Like, and to only get six points of that, that out of that and then give the Jaguars a short field to then get a touchdown, that is where I like – I remember sitting on my couch and being like, where are we right now at seven to six? I mean, this is this is just stupid. I mean, they're they're just. I love Justin Tucker. They're kicking way too many field goals, like in those type of situations. Like Justin Tucker should not be kicking field goals under thirty yards. The reason you have him is to kick the fifty-five yarder that just takes the wind out of team sails when you like really need it. But that to me was a giant piece of the game. And there, you know, execution is a word that banks that you threw around. Like they're just execution offensively in so many different situations is either the product of the personnel just like, and and it starts with Lamar for sure. As you said, this guy is going to have to start taking more criticism. Like if you're going to be this guy that is, you know, projected as one of the best in the league and he is one of the best in the league, but you've got to figure out a way to punch it on the first drive of the game and, and just, you know, take all of the life out of Jacksonville, take the life out of that stadium that has no life anyway, and take the life out of a team that is is careening out of control. Like they, you know, they lost what six in a row. Like they they have no hope. I, I just think that is like a huge concern. And as you said, I don't know what I, I don't even know really care to get into the intricacies of like why they're are not getting plays called. But to me, like if you're Lamar Jackson, I don't care if plays are coming in from Greg Robin, like get in the huddle, know your playbook and call something at the, like, just call something like <laughs> you've been in this offense for four years. They should never have this issue. Even if they're having communication issues, this should just not happen. He should have a full breath of the playbook and the ability to like go in there and just be like, all right, you know, even if it, I mean, shit, you know, Greg is not getting these two. We're breaking the huddle. We're going like, we got to get this done. Like that's his job. Like that's why he's going to get paid hundreds of millions of dollars in the offseason by the Ravens or somebody else. So he, he has got to, it, it cannot, it's such a crutch. I feel like to just blame the coordinators for both position for both sides of the ball for everything. Eventually you have to look at the guys in the field and be like, you know, Get it, just get it done. Like you're too good. You, it's not like this is a first year coordinator. Not like this is this coaching staff. Like it's John Harbaugh, it's Greg Roman. We've been doing this for, with Lamar Jackson for four years. Go figure it out. And for them to not punch it in, whether that's play calling or execution, is a total failure on both of their parts. And that's why Jacksonville ends up being in the game at the end because you could have ended the game in the first quarter, essentially, right? Like you could have been up and as you said banks you're then just leading from the front you're just off and running and you just kind of roll the ball down the hill from there instead you're down seven six in the first quarter like when you should never been and 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 you you know then you exchange some field goals i just a really weird you know really really weird game that the ravens have nobody to blame but themselves and rdt i think you make a good point it's no longer like week four where you say okay you know, they'll work this part out, they'll work this part out. They could just be a team that is a wild card team because they have some talent and they're able to beat enough teams, but it really has no prospects other than that because they don't do things that winning teams do. Now you could look at the also look at the NFL as a grand on a grand scale. And I'm not sure there's any teams that really do what winning teams do. There's a lot of just teams like the Ravens, like the Chiefs have lost to the Colts, you know, the Bills have you lost to the uh, Jets team that looked pathetic last week to Jack Wilson. They looked better today with Mike White but 
it's definitely a pattern and they no longer can claim the like, oh, like, you know, we're a good team. We're going to get it right. Like you do the same things every week, do the same thing. Even when they win, they do the same things every week. This is just like a team that doesn't convincingly beat anybody. And that's what I was thinking too. Like, even if Tucker had hit that field goal, I was, I was going to be like, this is still like not a team. Even like I was thinking after the Panthers game, like this isn't a team that I'd be like, that, you know, there it is. We got another one. It's like, I, I would be worried. Like, this is not also, good. Like, again, you're scraping out these wins. And it's like, these are not teams that that a good football team should be scraping out wins against. Like, these are, this is a team, like, th- those are teams that, and again, with they the lost Etienne in, in the first half. Yeah. Oh, they 100%. Did, I mean, so they said she had no running, no running backs of any of any note. I what I was gonna say mm-hmm. is we talk every week. I feel like the last like three weeks and like looked at teams and been like, who are their weapons? Like who scares you on the other side? If you look at the Ravens right now, who scares you for the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like who well, really scares you? Like Lamar does because there is the like, there is the, the possibility Houdini, that he can rip off the sixty-five yard scramble, and you just can't game plan for that. And Mark Andrews is obviously a great tight end, but he's been in and out with injuries. He, had, you know, I was going to say, there's a question mark on him right now. And wasn't great in this game. And then at running back, I mean, Gus Edwards, we all love Gus Edwards, but he's not, he's not, uh, take your pick, Dalvin Cook. He's not Tony Pollard even. Well, like who, you know, like he's not anybody like, like he's not even that. Um, and then a receiver, it's just a, you know, and now that that could go to the whole debate of is Lamar or the way he is right now because there are they didn't invest in weapons and I'm that's we're not having that discussion right now because we've had the discussion forty times, but I think that's a huge issue for the Ravens' offense is like this is supposed to be this that's why I I thought as the as the defense was sort of just like keeping them in the game that they're just there will go as far as the defense can hold on every single game as the offense sputters and that's kind of what happened today. Like and, they broke at the end and the Ravens lost because the offense didn't eventually put enough points on the board. The second Bateman went down, I think everyone thought, all right, this is Duvernay's time to, you know, step up. And we saw it. We've seen it, what he can do. You know, he's, he's JV Debo and, you know, stuff like that. And he's just been, I mean, he's on a milk carton. I know he had three catches today, but you know, it's like, again, we, we talked about, it. you got to find a way to also made a horrible game. decision, bringing a kick out and getting tackled at the six, just a weird, terrible decision, weird decision by him. That's not a decision he usually makes. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's not a decision the Ravens ever make. Like that's, that's no. usually like a, like a, a franchise thing, you know, not to do that. And for whatever reason he did that. So I, I don't know. It's again, it, everything about the game was weird. Everything about the game was weird today. It's, it's, and again, like I said, even if they had won that game on a 67-yard Justin Tucker field goal, if I was a Ravens fan, I wouldn't be pumping my chest. That's another one where you're like, no, it would have been a total bailout. I mean, it geez, a total bailout. like Jesus again. All right. Like, let's make sure this doesn't happen again. But because, again, it's 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 getting late early. Like, there's what do you got? You got one. You got one, two, three, four, five. You got six games left. So and we saw how the last six games of the, the season went last year. Obviously, that was due to injury, but. There was a weird dichotomy out of, of a single play, and I'm curious if you guys saw it too. There was a play around midfield. Don't remember the down and distance, but I think it was second or third and relatively short. Um, they went to the Greg Roman cam, and he is like pounds the table with his Sharpie a couple times, and then it almost looks like he says under his breath, you see him mouth it. He just says, all right, let's go. 
So it looked to me like he called up, like he had gone into his bag for something that they had some sort of trick play or some mm-hmm. sort of something where they're like, all right, let's take a shot here. Let's go for it. And then they pan down to the field and Lamar stands, uh, you know, under center over Linderbaum and he's looking both ways. looks like he's just changing the play entirely. So it was very mm. curious to me. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but I didn't, I didn't yeah. see that. The one I did notice is on the, on the two point conversion, they showed him. They showed, as you said, they showed him a million times. Yeah. I, I haven't seen a coordinator get shown that much. That wasn't like a that wasn't like a defensive coordinator getting shown on the sidelines when they're getting shellacked in a long time. Or like and the like, week after Ken Dorsey had his meltdown. They're like, oh, here's yeah. Ken again. He was once again like, and he looked frustrated that they weren't like getting out and getting like go getting going. Like he was like, it was almost like a like a go. They need to play with some more tempo at a certain point. Like they, they've they don't look. There's just not a lot of rhythm to what's going on. And maybe you're right. Maybe that's. Roman, maybe we're becoming like the Greg Roman defending podcast. Like he's getting things in and Lamar is just like up there kind of doing his thing. It's, it's, it's hard to, it's just hard to, you are not, this is why this stuff is impossible to analyze to a certain point because you don't hear the communication. You're not at the practices. You're not. And that's, you know, what everybody gets paid to do is try to, you know, figure out everything based on the four quarters you see on Sunday. Cause you don't see as much elsewhere, but they clearly need to do something to like put some edge back into the offense because they just, they just didn't, they just don't have it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe, I mean, look, it goes back to the, like, is, is Lamar the guy that can just like helm? Yeah. And what, like when the going gets tough, can he like, kind of like, you know, put his foot on the ball and be like, no, like this is stopping. Like we're just doing this. Or does he, does it always have to be going well for him to just kind of ride the wave? I don't know. Well, that, By the, Russell, way, that's cr- the craziest part is he then got the ball back down one and took them down the field. So then you're just, oh, you're just like, oh, there's Lamar. Yeah, he threw he his best that ball that he's thrown since, you know, week three or something to Bateman. Like he threw an absolute fuck bomb of a ball down to Deshaun Jackson, who, Deshaun Jackson. who, who I think, I don't think should have gone to the ground either. Like, I think he, that should have been six. No, but that's Deshaun. That's, that that's Deshaun. Deshaun going to the ground. Like, he's going to the ground. Yeah, like, he like he's not dives, running after gets that. up. It's awesome. It's so good. He makes that play, and it was a second and 20, by the way. Like, the way we yeah. were moving the ball so far, that was like, well, that's a drive killer. Let's just might as well punt now. And he made the throw. Um, but when that, when that play was made, then, of course, he went down, punched, got the two-point conversion. I'm thinking to myself, man. We went out and we got Deshaun Jackson. We knew we weren't going to be getting like six catches for 90 a game, you know, from him. We were there to get two, maybe three splash, you know, splash plays the rest of the season. And that was one. And I was like, whoo, we vindicated that signing with a big play here. And then we just wasted it. Just absolutely wasted it. And at the game, another point where the game should have been over is third and 19. We get that strip sack off of Lawrence and we weren't lucky enough to fall on it, which is just football. And then we just give away a soft 15 in the middle of the field, which gives the, you know, the fourth and four that they could hurt. Like that's a point in time where you got to step on a throat. And we've done that. We have done that in recent weeks because the defense has had to do that. They've been put in a position by the offense where they've had to do that a handful of times. And this time they didn't do it. So I know like it feels like the giants game all over again. And a little bit of like the other, you know, September games where they blew it at the end, but you can't expect your defense every single week because they've done it a bunch of weeks in a row. They really have. And so you got to give them the credit there. 
Um, but you can't expect that they're going to do it every single time. And today they didn't, which sucks. And Marcus Peters, like you said, did not play a very good game. He got, you know, overplayed his hand on the two point conversion. And I think one of the touchdowns on a man of motion, like just stuff that you hope that a, a veteran of his stature can, can, can fix. And Brandon Stevens got beaten like a drum a little bit there in the fourth quarter too. Yeah. So, I mean, he got Brandon Stevens is the one he got beat on the two point. Isolated yeah. on on the on yeah. the screen, which is definitely where they were gonna go to go, gonna go. Like when they lined up, I was like, oh, I mean, they gotta this throw is... Brandon Stevens. I mean, that's the guy you have to throw at, and that's where, exactly where they went. So, by the way, Taylor, yeah, you it, you went on a rant that was carbon copy of of rants that I'm sure Banks and and many and you and many other Ravens fans went on in probably 2015 or 16 with the Flacco being like, there's no tempo. There's no rhythm to this offense. You got to get, you know, like, remember, that was the big thing with the Flacco offense. It was like, there's no tempo at the end of these games. There's no urgency. It was all urgency, tempo, and rhythm. And it's like, it's kind of just coming. It does. It's so now. funny because it feels like, like, at the beginning of the game, as you said, Brian, like, if if they it feels like they get the play over the middle to Andrews for 20 yards to start the game every year. And there's all or every game, and there's always a little bit of like giddy up in their step. Everyone heads the line, you know. They obviously missed the deep ball on the next play or whatever it was, but normally they'll rip off like an eight-yard run to whoever the running back, whoever the running back is this week, whether that's the <laughs> 60 running backs that have played for the Ravens in the last, you know, 18 Le'Veon months. Bell. We'll say Le'Veon Bell. Guys. Yeah, we'll say yeah, sure. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. But after that, it, you know. When they really been going, I feel like after that, they always would you get the ball back and they would find that same sort of like, and that's easy for me to say, you know, just go back to like that, a cliche like that. But they just don't, RDT said it before you got on Banks, like they just don't look totally right. And that's such like an, an intangible thing that is kind of a weak piece of analysis, but they just don't like you watch and you're just like, there's just not like a total, there's just like a total rightness to this entire thing. Um, they they do struggle. I mean, the wide receiver situation gets harped on, but it I will do the harping this week. It's not good. It's bad. I mean, there there's really not a ton of explosive guys to go to. I mean, you're relying on a 35 year old guy who signed off the street. You're relying on Devin Duvernay, who I think is, I think people want to be something better than he is because he's shown some flashes. But that's not. I mean, he's not a. He's not a one or two. He's a nice piece that returns kicks and returns punts and does some things offensively. And everybody else doesn't really exist um, in terms of the wide. Like, you know, James Prochet, it was nice to see him, like, maybe scoop that ball up on the play that there was holding. Like, <laughs> thanks for coming. Like, yeah. you know, I, 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 there's just not a t- There's not a lot there. And nobody celebrated the, the touchdown late than James Prochet or the two point conversion. When Andrews just bullied his way in, nobody was fist pumping harder than Prochet at the bottom of the screen. So credit to him for that. Yeah. He showed yeah. up and yeah. Andrews, Andrews. I mean, if you're opposing defenses, you're shading everything to Andrews every week. I mean, it's going to be hard for him to be a dominant player when, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, you don't need to be an expert to know that that's where all the attention is going to be when Lamar Jackson does hand it off. It's going to be on Lamar. It's going to be spying Lamar and making sure Mark Andrews doesn't beat you. And I think if you're an opposing defense, you're fine sticking anybody one-on-one with anybody else that the Ravens have on the field. Every single person. I was going to say that. I said every other team in the NFL, I think would be a hundred percent. Okay. With lining up their number one or number two cornerback head up on 
Devin Duvernay or or James Prochet or an 86-year-old Deshaun Jackson. I don't think I think if you gave that that challenge to any defensive coordinator in the league, they would say yes, ma'am, may I have give me another. Yes, please. So it's it's again, and and I don't think Andrews looks right still. I think he, I mean he's obviously beat up, but it's if he's he's the wet he's the only weapon and he's beat up, it's like that's Andrews at 70% is not, is not, you know, nothing close to what he was five, six weeks ago, you know, before that, uh, for the injury in the, I forget what game it was before Tampa. I don't know. It's a situation where you can, you can find receivers deep in the draft, but the five guys that the Ravens currently have that were active today at receiver one's 35, one's a third round pick, one's a sixth round pick and two or fourth round picks. And that's exactly what it looks like they have. I mean, that's just the bottom line. The first round pick a sideline and they don't have talent at the, they don't have game breaking talent at the position. So continues and they, they don't have they, the running. I mean, they just, yeah. And that's what, that's why it goes back to the, it goes back to the point about like, when you look at the Ravens offense, who scares you and there's really nobody that scares you. And that's a huge issue because we, we Six crap total. on teams for that. We crap on teams for that every week. We're like, ah, oh, who, who, who do the, who do the Jags have? Well, Zay Jones showed up and was a weapon today. So good for him. We had six total receptions to wide receivers today. Yeah. Josh Josh Oliver had four catches. Mark Andrews had four catches. Pat Ricard had two catches. 16 total receptions, and 10 of them went to two tight ends and a fullback. (laughs) So The 22 Baltimore Ravens. Yep. And then we had missed targets to Drake and Edwards. They were both 0 for 1 on catching their targets. I was also going to say if Josh Oliver is leading your team in in receiving yards, it's like there. It's, it's, and he it's, he had a great game. Like it's nothing against Josh Oliver, big listener of the podcast, but it's like that's it's, and I, that's not a formula to 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 win. Yeah, he could have had the big touchdown on one of the drives, and I don't remember. If, I don't think that's a drive we ended up punching in on. Um, but um, I'm just like looking at this list of guys, and and also watching the game, like. This has been a pattern too. Lamar just doesn't seem confident in throwing to his first or second read when he sees it. Like there's no rhythm in terms of him dropping back and being like, this is where I should throw it. I'm going to throw it. He just second guesses it all the time where he like, you know, it's not even a pump fake, but it's just like a little bit of a like, "Eh, nope, not throwing that. Like, oh, not throwing that. And it from there, he just kind of goes into, oh, shit mode. I got to roll out right and try to figure something out. So, um Part of that, of course, is like these wide receivers have to get open. That's, you know, the entire objective. But some, I'm sure there are times when they're partially open and Lamar needs to throw them open, but he has no confidence in them coming Maybe, up with right. it if he were to throw it. So um, I have to think that that's weighing on Lamar, too. Do we want to talk about the catch at the end, the Marvin Jones catch? I don't I, I don't know much of what to say about that. I've said it a, a couple of times in this podcast now. Like I even though the play would have been reviewed regardless because it was inside of two minutes, I feel like referees are conditioned to call the touchdown as the call on a field. Um it's just kind of ingrained in what they do now when it's like a close one, eh, we're gonna call it a touchdown and then we're gonna let video kind of sort it out. If that was initially a, a an incomplete pass, I am confident that it stands as an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the ball seemed to move when he hit the ground. I don't think anybody said anything about that, including I thought, I thought that too, a little bit. Enough to be like, hey, this is a consideration as well. And the referee just came out and gave the generic call stands. And so we don't know if that was a consideration from their end or not, but 
um, it was enough to me to say like, Hey, that, that like stood out more. And like, I, the shin foot, like that whole thing is always like been tough for me. Cause like, if you jump up and you like land your tippy toe in and that's in bounds and then you flatten your foot and the back of your foot's out of bounds. Like, is that foot in or is it not? It's an ambiguous like type of thing. So like part of his shin to his knee, like I, whatever. Like, and it's what, also what like, does, do? does the ankle count as the shin? I, I did. Yeah. Thought, I, I did think that he got, he double tapped his right foot. I thought he tapped it sure. and then it came up sure. and he tapped it. And so I, that's why I was under the assumption like, Oh, that's, that's a touchdown. That's two. <laughs> Cause that counts as two feet. It doesn't matter if it's left. It doesn't have to be left and right. It can just, it just has to be two feet or yeah. an ankle or a butt cheek or, a th- or, you know, a shin, a wrist, a pinky, whatever. But yeah, I, I'm with, and I I'm with you where the second I saw that I go, they're not going to overturn it because they're, they're just not going to just like if yeah, they had yeah. said, it's not good. They're not going to overturn that. So again, it's kind of like the refs do it, I think to protect themselves. And when, when did we talk about this? Maybe five or six weeks ago where we, you had that nice, rampage on it about about the the refs two weeks ago i think that they should just have calls where they're like we don't fucking don't know we don't fucking know what that was so we're just gonna go to video and make an initial call from that that should be an option yeah just brings me back to brian billick just an all-time quote i have it actually on my 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 typical spreadsheet that i have open during these podcasts should they just should we just should we just should the NFL just go to the college role and make it one foot? So you don't even no. have to think about the two feet. And if someone just gets one so. foot in, that would be great. Would, I think, I think college should go to two feet. Fan, for fantasy reasons? Oh, my God. If, if the NFL can't figure out two feet, you think college is going to figure out oh, two yeah. feet? That's going to be a yeah. disaster. Ma'am. Okay. That's going to be a disaster. I quit. I give up, Billick said, after a 26-6 win over the Broncos. Tried to be an advocate for instant replay, but dumped the whole fucking thing. I tried to do the company line. League, I'm sorry. It sucks. Dump it. <laughs> That's Brian Billick on instant replay after a 26 year win. Uh, I think it's like 02, maybe. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> Eventually, uh, we'll just put, we'll, we'll just be able to put. Are you guys seeing the World Cup offside thing that they're doing where they're like making a like computer projection of mm-hmm. like how someone's, you know, left pinky toe is like a little bit offside? Like eventually, we're going to get to that point with in and out of bounds where there's going to be sensors on the field or something. And it's going to pick up if they like hit out of bounds or if they hit in bounds first. And so, you know, or we'll play like 10 minutes to stoppage time every single <laughs> and a half for football. Maybe the ball will be more round. We've got to play 30 more. We got to play 30 exact minutes. They'll take the, um, uh, they'll, they'll take the goalpost down and just turn them into goal. I couldn't, the thing is I couldn't even get that upset. Yeah. I couldn't even get upset. <laughs> about the catch no catch because they shouldn't even have been in that position anyway. And it's just like, all right. I mean, I, I mean, just, 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 just do it. Just do it to us. It's fine. Our guy, Spencer Schultz, by the way, noticed that the right tackle was not set he going was not. into that play. And it was a running clock. So that's a 10 second runoff. So in theory, they should have been five yards back with nine seconds with, you know, wind the clock when they get under center. So they yeah, should it's a have bad miss two too. opportunities. It's a bad miss. But that's also one that... <laughs> That's also one that you would think, like, if you're going to do sky officiating, like, that would be such an easy one for sky officiating to, like, like, 
eye in the sky, like, oh shit, they missed a false start. Like you just buzz it. And it's, it, yeah. it would take no, that not that much longer than a normal, like false start happens. And you sort of see a play develop and just like pull it back. They like how they do. I mean, I, I hate to go at the soccer, but like yeah. how they do with VAR when it's like, you know, penalty check, penalty check. It takes, you know, it's not like it's that big of a stop. Yeah, especially like, like a, that on ball. Spot. Hey, there, hey. By the way, that ball spot with Lamar that caused that fourth and one was a weird one too. I think that that was a sky. They're doing ball spotting through the sky, some sort of sky official as, as well. Where they're the, like, the right tackle, the right tackle on a play like that, where there's, cause you almost, I hate to feel for, you almost feel for officials a little bit on something like that because there's such a massive scramble. You get the ball set. Everyone's you're getting in position to like call for the next play. And it's hard to then look, maybe look back at the line and you know, notice something about like if everybody is set, maybe that's you have to be like, you know, they have You've to got step a side on the ball judge for a that looks right down the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both sides. So like you see a tackle and he's not set. It like, should be easy to see a tackle. He got like a yeah. sore thumb. So it yeah. was I mean, he was not set because you need to be set for like a full second or something like that. I, I don't know what the official wording of the rule is, but it was, it was one of those close. things where it's like it's a lot of <laughs> like amateur baseball, like the the set on the mound being mm-hmm. a walk. Like, did he come to a stop? Like, that's always some stupid debate that happens in baseball. And that's what it felt like for this. It's like, oh, dude, no set, no set. And like, no umpire ever wants to be the guy who calls a balk for a pitcher not coming to a complete stop <laughs> on a set. It's just like one of those calls. It's like, oh, like this is just a just a party pooper of a call. But it's the call is the call. I mean, he was wasn't set. So whatever. Um, Are you guys better. seeing this Ravens fan or supposed Ravens fan like cracking his keyboard? Barstool yeah, just tweeted. Saw Lamar is this guy me? He's got a he's got a Yankees he's got a Yankees bag in the back, and this guy might be me. He's got a lot of jerseys back there, so he could be. Angry. Yeah. This, oh, this guy. I think it's that TikTok kid. This guy's not a Ravens fan. Wait, let me see. It may be. It's, this guy. Like, there's a viral TikTok fan who does this, like, and he like yeah, this guy loses his mind every. This guy has to, but this guy has to put on all these jerseys he has back here and just do it for every team that loses and bad. So this is a good way to get press. Yeah, I think that's what he does. I think he's one of the TikTok kids who who figured he's out what to do. Extraordinarily online is what I'm gathering here. He's does punching he know, a pumpkin. Does he know ball? That's to be uh, the way he's punching this pumpkin. I think so. Yeah, oh, Wilson is, yeah, this is that kid. He, he Garrett does Wilson this. is him. Yeah. was a tweet by him today. So it seems like he knows ball. Yeah, he gets like super Ooh, sweaty in his attic and just like he yeah, over. Yeah, you don't want to hear him talk. It's awful. He's one of the original what happened. Uh, he's he's they, that's where it kind of started before the other kid. How about the just massive like up in the roof here? Just like this looks like a disgusting place to spend. Yeah, some that, time that kid, that kid is going to get asbestos poisoning and in. in yeah, no time. She called Peter Angelos. Yeah. Oh God! Now we're talking. That's a weird video. Uh, anything else to uh, to put a capper on this this disappointing day? Uh, you, tough day for your team too, RDT. Really a bad Ooh. day for the podcast. Oh, I'm seeing this tweet from Lamar. Uh, he's clapping back to people ten minutes ago. Oh boy! All right. At Castle Will Kill says, when someone is asking for over 250 mil guaranteed like LJ Era 8, games like this should not come to Justin Tucker. Let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. Okay, so here's Lamar Jackson. Boy, 
STFU in all caps. <laughs> Y'all be capping too much on this app. MF never smelt a football field, never did shit, but eat dick. Whoa. Double red exclamation point. Oh boy. Woo. Coming unhinged. It's not, it's not what anybody needs. I do. I, <laughs> there's just, there's nothing like just the, like the, <laughs> It's so mature how he does this, but just like that goes after him and just throws the never did shit but eat dick. Like what a what a horrible line. It's just making me laugh. It's just such a bad line. Such a bad line. And then he 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 quote tweeted the outburst guy. What is he doing? He did. Lamar that's also that's very very much online. Yeah. He's very online right now. Same with the tornado. We got a blog about this. All right. All right. Sun's gonna explode. We're all gonna die one day. Just just remember that, everyone. Sports aren't real. Broncos, that should be a good yeah. one. Yeah, Russell Wilson. How about that clip of the of the defensive player going that after him? That came out at a time when I was feeling a similar level of frustration towards our offense, and I almost wanted <laughs> – I'm like, who's the guy on our defense that could go up and scream? It doesn't even have to be Lamar's face. Just like Calais. Just anyone's face. It would be Calais. Calais. He's, that's not of his nature. Mark no, Peters but, is of that nature. No, but not. Well, not Marcus in, Peters not would a, swing. He would swing. He's not yelling. He's but that's swinging. a more unhinged. I'm saying like uh, Calais Campbell's like respect the guy in the locker room. Let's like like more of a rah rah. If not, there's not one a, person who is yeah, going to sure. go to the offense and be like, "Hey, wake the fuck up," I think it's Calais. Yeah, just as a team leader. Yeah. Also, how 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 many how many Broncos players were probably like, dude, how good did that feel? Like it reminded me of when Brady Singer. Remember when Brady Singer went off on Angel Hernandez, and there were MLB players being like, dude, you're so lucky. That was so sick. <laughs> like there yeah. were probably so many players. Brady like, Singer, fiery games, fiery in college too. Dude, I would have loved to get in in uh in Russ's face. Like people probably would have paid good money for that. Yeah, the uh the Broncos. The Broncos um, stink. The Let's Ride is their bad. 23 to 10 to a Sam Darnold-led Panthers team today. Sam Darnold, 11 for 19 for 164 yards and a touchdown. Mr. Wilson, 19 for 35. Yeah, DJ Moore over 100 yards today. But Tavius Murray, our old friend, 13 carries for 92 yards for the Broncos. The Juice Man? Is that him? Yeah. No, that was that was uh, for, for, Foreman? Freeman? Foreman. Quinn Sutton had six catches for 75 for Denver. Yeah, he ain't no Snoop Connor, though. So weird. Uh yeah, next week, Ravens, Broncos back at the bank. Um we'll see what happens. I'm sure something weird will happen. So uh CBS. We may get Catalan and Lofton again, to be honest. They they may be back. They may be back, mm-hmm. be back in the in the in the middle of that. That's like another Catalan Lofton game. James Lofton was so, so convinced that that was a touchdown on the last play. It was an amazing – for a play that was so close, he was amazingly uh, convinced. I was – I respected the um, – I respected his his uh, conviction on that. Good for him. Um, we'll be back this week at some point uh, with our show. RDT, busy week for him, going on the dozen, headed to Boston. So, um We'll see if we'll see if he can even appear on the pod. This could be a this could be a Banks Taylor special here. I'm gonna say maybe maybe we if you need to sub in, I think we got some people who who could sub in. But yeah, we could sub. Some I got to first figure out how not how not to have a freak out on this flight tomorrow. So 
Mm-hmm. We're gonna take it one yeah, step well, at a time. RDT, or... t- tell the people when you're gonna be on the dozen. Can you give the? Uh, we're recording Tuesday. I think it comes out Wednesday. I think. That's all. I, I I don't know. I have I haven't really looked at it. I've just been rewatching old old dozens. Not that that helps me at all. <laughs> Hundred and three fever over Thanksgiving will do that to you. So who are you matched mm-hmm. up with? Uh, Frank and the Frankettes. So I'm fully planning on I I'm praying to the high heavens that Jacob Degrom signs with the uh with the Braves like four o'clock on Tuesday. That would just be hmm. Chef's kiss. Is that the start of MLB free agency? Four o'clock Tuesday. It's already no, started. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, teams are. Oh, you can actually sign. The White Sox like signed uh, somebody. I saw. Bellinger. Oh, I didn't realize you could actually come to agreements. So, oh yeah, it was. It was that Thursday. It was like the Thursday after. Hot stove. Uh, you know how, how? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you what. I've said hot. this before. The hot stove used to be the free agency period in all of sports, and I didn't even know that MLB free agency had started. That's how far it's fallen. That that tells you anything. when when NBA and NFL free agency start, it is a gigantic deal, and there's like specials about it. Didn't even know the hot stove had heated up. Did not. <laughs> thought the stove was still cold. That is so sad. So sad. You have any Jordan Lyles thoughts? I wanted him back. Sure. Bring him back for yeah. cheaper. You know, why not? That's my, my that's my thought. Why not? Can't hurt. It's insurance. We'll see the people at some point this week. Follow RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. And support him on the dozen. Follow Barstool Banks at Barstool Banks. You follow me at Taylor Smite 10. Ravens lose to the Jaguars 28-27 when they are 7-4 overall. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.